I thought they were bred just to fight. They're powerful fighters, so that is what most know. But they form strong bonds with their owners. It is said that the witches of Dapamir even rode them through the forest and fens. I want to learn to ride this one. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Whiskey Geeks podcast audio only version. My name's Tim. And I'm Alex, and we are two brothers who are about to geek the F out on the book of Boba Fett. Episodes two and three. Yeah, sorry. We both got real effing sick. (laughs) So you can probably still you can probably still hear it in both of our voices. Um so we're gonna this is supposed to be instant reactions to uh, to each chapter, but we're going to touch on both two and three, mostly focused on three because that's the one that came out most recently. But we do need to talk about episode two because, I mean, you and I, I haven't really talked to you since we both got annihilated with the cold. That is not COVID because we've all been taking many a rapid tests and it's not COVID. So, um, yeah, but I haven't really talked to you much <laughs> in the past no, week or two. No, I mean, so, both of our voices have just been, and throats have been sore, so we just haven't yeah. been doing much talking, and no one wanted to hear a podcast of us sounding like that, so we took no. a break, And but that also meant that we didn't talk to each other about our thoughts about either of these episodes either. Exactly. We wanted to keep it keep it real for the content. Yeah. So uh, let's just start there. Alex, How we're halfway through this season of Book of Boba Fett already, which is kind of mind-blowing. Um, what are your overall thoughts? Are you still liking it as much as you did Chapter 1? So, yes. I mean, the short answer to this is yes. I am loving spending this time back on Tatooine with Boba Fett. I certainly never thought I would become like the Tusken Raiders would become my ride or die. Ooh, yeah. And that absolutely happened in episode two. Like I want more Tusken Raider backstory. And I thought that was really well done. That was an amazing episode. Yeah. So let's just dive right in. I'm with you. I'm, I'm all in on this. I mean, there's some, nits that need to be picked which we're gonna we're gonna get to not so much in episode two i thought episode two was pretty flawless um episode three there's some nits that need to be picked for sure um but we'll get to that so episode two let's just touch on this real triangle real quick this is still probably going to be a fucking four and a half hour episode knowing us and how much we love (laughs) star wars uh (laughs) we'll try not to though um so yeah episode two um most of the time a nice hour-long episode which was really great nice uh, most of the time most of the time spent in the past in the uh the the back to to the future uh <laughs> as i <laughs> well like done. to call it thank you um but let's we let's do you want to hit that first and then go to the present day timeline because then that'll flow mostly into episode three which is sure primarily in that okay yeah um who doesn't so, like a train heist I I was just going to say, like, this was hitting me in what I loved about Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Like, let's get onto that train. Let's let's steal the goods. First of all, those those pike snipers that are able to pick off the Tusken Raiders behind a sand dune moving at that speed. Like that is some elite level sniping that was happening. also, that's some, that's some epic shooting. Also, Bantha's why, are weak as fuck. Why are you taking those pot shots? I mean, 
they weren't doing anything. They were just sitting up there on the hills. They weren't even trying to stop the train. They're just coming through. Yeah, that's that is true. They really didn't need to start shooting no. guns. I mean, unless the unless the we didn't see it, unless there was a scene of the Tuscans being like, "Fuck's that!" And start shooting at them first. But it definitely, certainly, it certainly definitely. seemed like they saw the train and were like, "Everybody get Hide. down!" Yeah, because these these idiots are coming through again. Yeah. Um, one of the funniest things that I've seen in a long time in the Star Wars universe was Boba trying to teach them how to ride the speeders. Yeah, forward, like, stop. Yeah, like a bantha. Like a bantha. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was great. Yeah. That was um, great. I, I mean, I love a, I love a good fighting montage about like how to fight with the with the gaffy stick. Oh. Um, P.S. How rad is that Tuscan warrior lady? She She's is amazing, incredible. Which yeah, we need I, to touch on some stuff there because I have some thoughts. Yeah, I really. I, first of all, I didn't know. I mean, I thought it was a woman underneath the whole thing. And then I went and I did do a bit of internet deep diving and found out that it was like, it's a like professional stunt woman. And she's done a yeah. lot of like done a lot of work. But yeah, yeah she, she was, wasn't she like, she was like Wonder Woman stunt double. And I think Brie Larson and Captain Marvel too, or yeah, something. Like, I could yeah. be wrong, but I think that's what I saw. She was both yeah. stunt double for both of them. So she kicks a lot of ass. So much ass. Um, yeah. So yeah, loved, loved that. Um loved how they like he sort of like picked his warriors and then they went and did the heist mm-hmm. um sorry we need to backtrack because there yeah. is a huge like deep star wars lore and fan servicey like, thing fun easter egg thing yeah so, that so i want to talk yeah. about but you 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 do this one okay so for those that don't know when when boba goes to like the bar and to steal the bikes and just absolutely wash the Trandoshans. Yeah. Um, or no, they're not Trandoshans. Sorry. No. Wash the bikers. Um, that is Tashi Station, which if, for those that don't remember, is where Luke needed to go pick up some power converters. Um, I need to get my power converters. <laughs> one of the worst line readings Mark Hamill did in that, um, unfortunately. Very funny though. Um, but so the two, the couple that's there, uh, for those that don't know, there is a deleted scene from A New Hope where Luke does go to Tashi Station and he hangs out with Biggs, who you do see later on um, in A New Hope when he when he gets to Yavin and it's like, oh my gosh, you're here. This is so great. Biggs, let's fly X-Wings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then there's two other people in that scene that you can go find on YouTube, Cami and Fixer. And those are the two, that couple that you see in Tashi Station getting roughed up by the bikers. So... For for those that, you know, didn't know that, it's just a fun little, oh, this poor little farm couple, they're getting roughed up and Boba comes in and washes them. But for people who knew, like, yeah. what a hilarious, fun little Easter egg that, like, you find yeah. you find actors that look like the people who are in a deleted scene that, that the majority of people didn't know existed. And then you, like, call it back to A New Hope. Like, God bless you, Filoni. Jo- Johnny <laughs> Favs and Dave Filoni, like... My God, yeah. they know how to do fan service, don't they? Oh, that that's a 44-year-old payoff. Yeah. Fan service payoff. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. So, so yeah. So, I mean, that was a really fun scene where Boba just walked in in his undies um, and just absolutely <laughs> washes this biker gang and steals their bikes. And then, yeah, then they have that nice little training montage. And then let's talk about the actual train heist yeah. um, because, I mean... Who doesn't love a nice long action sequence? Yeah. Um, 
it's yeah. it's got all the you know the speeding train thing you know they're on the top they're running they've got a you know they've got people popping up to take shots at them so they're diving on the ground they're almost falling off like there was some very mission impossible yeah uh one tom cruise on the the train that's going through europe wherever that was um you know holding on to people falling off um speeder bikes getting blown up guys going through windows we had grappling hooks like it was it was all great a cool little Um, droid pilot as well with like all the multiple arms doing all the gear things i mean i did find it if i was going to pick some nits i did find it hilarious how many speed burst gears it had because it seemed like it was like seven of like oh it's going really fast and then oh no wait now it's going faster and then oh no wait now it's going faster um Um, for all those out there that love fast and furious this was that plane trying to take off in fast and furious four with the infinity runway oh it was just like it oh it has another gear it can go faster oh why weren't they just doing this all yeah so it was it felt a lot like that and the other thing that i found hilarious about that just to pick a little net and it just is kind of like really was when they finally crashed it it like stops and as soon as it stops the other was other tuscans like running and i was like yeah. how fast are these motherfuckers running <laughs> because like they were on this train for a long time and i like and they kept well, going good. faster and faster no, and faster but like they were right there like i that's just found good that planning. hilarious no that's okay, tactical yeah. boba fett he, he put Got them it. way up ahead Got knowing it. exactly where it would stop I did. I did love the the warrior Tuscan as well. When she got into the train, and then you just see bodies start flying out everywhere, and yeah. then she just pops up out of the top thing. Like that was hilarious. Um, and then like a really nice touching, uh, touching scene at the end with. Well, okay, can we talk um, drug lizard too? Oh yeah, we need to talk about um, unwilling forced hallucinogens. Yeah, being given. Um, rem, uh, I mean, remnant I of do, that next generation episode. Uh, yes. Oh yeah, I forgot the, about that. Or was it Rathacon with the ear? Oh, your Rathacon with the ear thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so nice no, similar I, I did, vibe with that. But yeah, but yeah, I, mean, I thought that I, was I weird. Do like a good sort of like dream walk, like coming out of a sweat tent and going to hallucinate yeah. in the desert. Like that. That's fun. Vision quests but, are always cool. Yeah, it's a good vision quest. The I loved when they said, like, we have a gift for you. And he's like, oh, cool. Like a pet lizard. A lizard. <laughs> yeah. And then just right up the nose. Yeah. Um, but his, no, like the... his, his dry reaction acting is giving me really, like, I really like it. I, I'm digging the comp when Boba does funny. It's I've, I'm finding it very enjoyable because yeah. it's just that like it's dry, it's really dry and just kind of, hmm. but yeah, it's, it's really yeah. funny. Um, but yeah, interesting that there was a tree on in the middle of the dune sea tatooine yeah 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 so that's always fun um but yeah great scene with the like forging and carving of the gaffy stick and getting dressed up and being a member of the tribe um i mean obviously at the end of that you're like well these these guys are getting (laughs) well they're gonna have to die (laughs) wipe the f out that's a bummer like as soon as the episode was over and i was like all right well they're all about to die probably and sure enough we didn't have to wait that long uh, <laughs> and for all but, those people that were wondering why his, like why Boba's outfit changed and why he's got mm. these black robes on underneath his yeah. Mandalorian armor now. Well, here you go. This is why. Yeah. So a nice tie back. Um, so we'll, we'll wrap that into episode three. Yeah. Um, when we do the back to, to the future of episode three, but let's hit the current 
timeline spots of episode two because there was an introduction of an amazing couple of characters oh. Oh, which yeah. then come back in episode three so current timeline uh episode two they go and see the mayor uh which was pretty cool i'd like the mayor um i i really his assistant's awesome we'll talk more about him in episode three i love that guy um but the mayor giving him the warning of like hey that assassin was not sent by me um don't you know what's happening go back to was it called paradise or the flash dance club yeah the sanctuary yeah um and then that's where we get introduced to some huts which was fun oh the, the twins hut, the twins the mopping of himself with a white bunny or whatever animal that actually yeah. is is amazing just like getting funny. that getting that fuzzy thing into those fat folds and mopping yeah, that sweat up is it's was great, great. Um, so yeah, so the introduction of like new huts is always fun. The twins coming to make claim to Jabba's mantle, um, you know, interesting being carried, that, like also being carried, being carried, which, which is the those, only way you're supposed to get around those poor sons of bitches. Like you could see some of them too, how they're actually like struggling. I thought that was really hilarious. Um, but then we get introduced to, I think everybody's the, the baby Yoda of this show. Yeah. But not in a cute way, in a what the fuck way. Uh tell us a little bit about BK. BK, Black Chrysanthem. Um boy. which I'm not gonna say every time. We're just gonna refer to him Call as BK. BK, but yeah. he is the amazing gladiator Wookiee that oh. shows up without amazing spiked shoulder pauldrons. With did you that, freak out when he walked around the corner? Oh, I sure. Did. I made him like I was watching this by myself, like yeah, yeah, yeah. after everyone was in bed, and like a little bit of a yelp came out because for those that have read the comics, yeah, um, like the current, like the current. Um, canon comics he makes an appearance in the first issue of darth vader that was released back in 2015 written, and he's written by who written by who jason aaron no sorry karen um, gillen karen gillen that's karen he, gillen yeah, sorry jason aaron was doing star wars karen gillen was doing the darth vader so um, for those that don't know we're massive karen gillen fans go listen to or watch our year-end comics and his name comes up a bunch <laughs> a bunch of times including so, number one spot yeah. So when I when he came in, like I haven't read much of the new comics, but I knew I knew the character, and I was like, oh, for me, I was like, oh shit, it's Black Chewy. Yeah. I can't. I couldn't remember his name. Um. But then when when I went and I found it, and I was like, oh my god, this is a, from a Kieran Gillen book. I'm like, of course it was. Yeah, of course it was. Of course it was Kieran Gillen. So anyway, so he, yeah, so he was working with Boba Fett in mm. in that book for Darth Vader, Fun. and so like they work together. So when there's that sort of nod between the two of them like they know each other yeah they have worked with each other there is a history there and he is one of the most terrifying like when you're talking about people you don't want to meet in a back alley like yeah. he has skyrocketed to the top of that list for me yeah yeah i like <laughs> the um i like the the quasi line so i was watching this with my wife and when he came out i was like oh shit and when, when then when boba said the line of like I'll keep your gladiator to the side. I'm not a sleeping Trandoshan guard. I was like, I was like, oh damn! And then uh, my wife was just like, burn. I guess I don't understand what that means. <laughs> she just has no idea. But I was like, no, that's a burn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I liked, I liked that fact that Boba was just like, 
yeah, whatever. I'm not scared. You think I'm scared of him? I know him. We're fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah um, pretty great. Fennec, however, in the background was very clearly like, uh oh, because like she oh, got oh, that. Damn. She got her blaster down and like ready. She was ready to rumble. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So yeah. that was really good. I loved the Boba Fett being like, oh, yeah, cool piece of paper, bro. Like, yeah. oh, you've, you've got a contract saying that this is your your place, huh? Well, guess what? I'm, I'm here. here. Yeah. I, you know, and that whole possession nine tenths of the law, right? Like, yeah. Um, no, no, like I'm here. So you could try to make me leave. Yeah. Pretty dope. Uh, which which okay. leads into episode three. Yeah. So, so that, that'll be our episode two. That's the episode two wrap. Episode three. Here's our spoiler warnings if you haven't caught up to episode three yet. There you go. You can now go and watch. Yeah. Boom, done. Okay. Um, so episode three, a shorter runtime, about 35-ish minutes. Back to what the um, the uh, premiere, the chapter one was, which I was a little bummed out when I saw the runtime. I was like, damn it. <laughs> I thought we were going to be getting hour-long episodes. But um, a pretty action-packed thrill ride, mostly yeah. set in the current timeline. Um, so let's just dive right into it. Um, yeah, let's let's starts, quickly pour. Let's quickly pour one out. Ooh. for for our Tuscan Raiders. Okay, yeah, we'll hit the the <laughs> yeah the back to to the future timeline. So yeah, so I mean, but that leads into the other yeah. story too. So yeah, so Boba goes talks to the Pike syndicate after the deal that he struck with the peep, the Pikes on the train about, Hey, this is our land. <laughs> you now got to pay us a toll. Um, and then, yeah, the Pikes there say, Oh, we're already paying a toll to the biker gang and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then he gets back to his tribe and all of them, some of them are dead. Most, most. So see, here's seems, the thing. Seem, seems like all, the although I didn't only... see the, I didn't the see only the chief. ones we yes no the chief was dead oh we did see the chief so the, and i was gonna say the only one that the only recognizable one that i that i could find was the chief so they did like a slow pan and it was like his his stick his gaffy oh, stick. okay okay so the chief is for sure dead but i did not see the kid or okay. the warrior woman nice so my thoughts are that <gasps> they're still kid. alive. Grown up kid, present time. It's only like five years, but still, yeah. 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 If he's like yeah. 11, then sure. Um, now, can I hit you with a theory? Hit me. This was, I'm going to shout out Orbax because him okay. and I were, were texting and he gave me this theory and I, I kind of dismissed it at first and then thought about it and then went, I wonder if they're going to do it. Is Fennec the warrior lady? Oh, that's interesting. Because that would kind of explain why Boba saved her when he just saw another bounty hunter in Mandalorian shot and bleeding out. If they have, if they had some kind of past other than just being bounty hunters, because there's no real code mm -hmm. between bounty mm -hmm. hunters. Mm-hmm. It would it also kind explain, of explain why she can kick so much ass fist hand fighting fist to fist if, yeah, you know, now you would have to kind of explain why is she dressed in full Tuscan regalia. So that part is where I'm kind of like, mm. I don't know about that, but uh, it's an interesting, had, it's an interesting theory that, that Orbax had. So Orbax, thank you, sir. Cause I like that. that's a nice I little kinda, thought experiment. 
I kind of like explain, it. And to explain why she's got some like knowledge droid, of tattooing. Well, and some robotic parts in, right? Like if uh-huh. she got her ass handed to her during that attack and she needed to be, you know, like get some implants yep. to keep her alive. Okay. I don't mind yep. that. I don't mind that. So, so there's, there's a one fun theory there and she got out and maybe that's, maybe that's the catalyst for her stopping wearing Tuscan gear. If she yep. knows that her clan is getting wiped out, yep. <laughs> she had to okay. change her appearance, et cetera. So, All right. Fun little thought experiment there. All right. Um, so the main plot line yeah. for episode three is there is a moisture farmer slash water seller. Yeah. Shout outs to Charles Boyle's dad in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, right. uh, and uh, have you seen my stapler from Office Space? Shouts to that guy. Yeah. Who is getting ripped off by some local youths. Some youths. Yeah are causing some, some trouble. Yeah. Um, and he goes and presents this to Lord Fett and Lord Fett takes to the streets to go and find these kids that have been augmented by robotic right. parts. Now, when you heard that, how excited were you? I was pretty pumped to get some, you know, um, pretty, uh, you know, augmented humans who could do some cool stuff. Maybe some um, like, DC cyborg into the star Wars universe is what I was thinking. Like yeah. I was thinking some like cool, you know, like maybe a blaster for an arm uh, or like rockets for legs. Something. Yeah. Okay. What I, I think wasn't... we're both, I think we're both leaning <laughs> in the same direction here. Um, give me your thoughts on the neon Vespa riding ch- child gang. I don't like, <laughs> I didn't like the, steampunk losers no uh, i thought they were just kind of eh mm-hmm. and then and then when he was like cool i like the like hey you're not ripping don't steal the water just come work for me i like that power play yes that from, i liked from boba but at the same time i'm kind of like these guys well you need numbers right like this is a crime yeah. it's a crime boss story right so you yeah. need you need the people holding down your corners like if yeah. we can sh- give a shout out to the wire, like you need the kids on the corners for sure who are going to like call it when the cops show up or like yeah. running your product. So like you need numbers, but these guys, but these guys, these guys on <laughs> those, on, on those bikes. Yeah. We'll get back to that as the plot develops. Cause oh. yuck. Um, oh. Okay. All right. So, okay. well, I mean, no, you can talk right now. Okay. What'd you think of the color scheme? I was terrible. The- Oh God, I hated it. <laughs> hated it. There is nothing even remotely close to that color scheme on the entire planet of Tatooine. Now, that being said, this is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And I, you know, believe that you can get any color spray paint you want. Like if you want a bright cherry red, uh, metallic looking spray paint to put yeah. on your speeder bike. I'm sure that's a thing that exists in the chop shops in Mos Espa. Yeah. I mean, that being said, they're bold choices. Bold. <laughs> the only thing I get, the only thing I'll say that like the way that I can kind of see it happening or like see the connection is like, if you go back and watch the prequels, like Amidala's ship is the like hilarious fluorescent effervescent kind of 
paint that changes with the light. And that was yeah. my one main, that was not my one main problem. That was one issue that I had with the prequels is like everything's so pretty. That was pretty. your problem with the prequels. <laughs> well, I know, but like everything looks so pretty yeah. and new compared to well, New Hope Empire even, and Rebel, but like Fall of the Empire, you can kind of get away with that. But it's one thing on Naboo. <clears throat> It's one thing when things right. look shiny and pretty on Naboo. That's true. There wasn't much shiny. Like that's like stuff the paradise planet Tatooine. of the galaxy. Yeah. That like Tatooine, like I mean the sand blasting that must happen. They must yeah. have to paint those things on a weekly basis. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Yeah. Interesting choices. We'll get back to the actual performance yeah. of those bikes later in the episode. Ugh. Um so hires them, basically tells the water guy, don't overcharge people for water. Um, which that's going to come back and bite him in the ass because you, you can't start losing, like you're going to start losing people. Yep. Um, which into people's profit margins, which I've got a, I've got a thing that I'm going to bring up later, which yep. we'll come back to that. Um, and then, you know, at that point, um, Boba goes into his back to tank. We get that flashback scene. And then how does he get out of his flashback sequence? Oh, BK shows up and rips him out of there. Just rips him out of the back to tank. Smashes and- that back to tank, throws him across the room and proceeds to absolutely hand Boba his ass. Okay. So again, yeah, this is now the what second time in three episodes that Boba's gotten absolutely worked over by people. Mm-hmm. Now, again, he was sleeping. Yeah, he's in his undies. In legit his undies. undies. Legit yeah. undies. This time. I think those were me in, undies, actually, if you think about it. Oh. <laughs> Sponsor us, me undies. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he like he was asleep. He was yeah. he was doing his Star Wars universe cryo chamber uh, recovery. Yeah. And, you know, you get interrupted. It's going to take you a minute. Now, that being yeah. said, he didn't put up much of a fight like he tries to go and get his you know his wrist uh his blaster okay yeah that's fine you you got to get something and then the street gang shows up and worked yeah absolutely worked now again these are some children that were ripping off a local water guy that are now going up against a wookie gladiator with (laughs) electroshock knuckles knuckles yeah which are pretty awesome amazing i mean i can't even Um, imagine a wookie punch with those things on them yeah the grimorians show up as well the the guards they get worked pretty quick um and then fennec shows up as well (laughs) yeah and you know and and boba does get his gaffy stick and you know slams it into his shoulder which seems to annoy bk more than anything else and and then we fall into one of the at this point comical tropes in star wars and jabba's palace that you have to think bk would know about having spent some time on tatooine but once again goes and stands on the one meter squared spot that you can't (laughs) stand on in jabba's palace or lord fett's palace yeah and gets up down in the rancor pit yeah hilarious so and they just sort of fight them yeah it was always it was a good action scene um, um, you know, did you think that we were going to get BK and Boba fighting this early or this quickly after the introduction? No, I mean, I certainly didn't think he was, we knew that this was going to happen, but I thought it For was sure. going to be much more of a like one V one. Um, yeah. Full but I also, out. yeah, like, I kind of, I kind of, I, I saw him as the, um, as the, the Goro, the, um, not yes. Yeah, Sagat. 
of yeah. the you know the underboss yes. to the yeah, big the boss right, in a fighting yes. game. Yeah, the one who's actually the good fighter and the hardest yeah. one to beat. Yeah. Um, Goro's but, by I mean, far harder than Shang Tsung. A hundred percent. But but it appears later on as you know the next scene we get is that the huts aren't the big bad in this show. No. So so the huts show up and go, hey, sorry about that. Um, our bad. Our bad. <laughs> Turns out we don't give a shit anymore. We're gonna we're gonna peace out. Um, and like, and like, they're just like gone. So, okay. So now they no longer want Jabba's palace because this, this rock sucks. We're going back to Hutta. Cool. Yeah. Weird. Um, because it's been promised to someone else. Exactly. All right. And so we don't we know have, who that is. Ooh. We have two things to talk about here. One, Danny Trejo, Rancor trainer, yeah. which also shout outs to both of us. This is a little bit of a pat on the back. You asked, are we going to see a Rancor in this season? We said yes. Episode yeah. three, bam, baby. Halfway through, mm. that bet's paying off. And there we it's go. A, and it's a baby. It's mm-hmm. a pup. Yeah, a little, little Rancor calf. Oh, Rancor um, calf. I always, I love Danny Trejo. So thank in you everything. for bringing him in. He's awesome. Yes. Uh, and yeah. And then like Boba Fett just lets BK go. I was really hoping that, that he was going to hire him. I was yeah. really oh. hoping he was going to be like, hey, so those guys suck. Um, and he does the whole like watch who you work for. I thought it was then going to be like, can I pay you to hang out here? And then he was going to be on his side. And I was like, oh my God, we're going to get yes. a Rancor and BK and Boba Fett. Here's how you win a crime boss. <laughs> Here's how you become a crime boss. Exactly. This was I think he's such a, I mean, you'd hope so because he basically just decided to run off into the Tatooine desert. Well, well, here's a here's another thing though that I will bring up, and again, it depends on how BK, how classic Wookie he is. Is there not a thing as a Wookie life debt? Because is that not why Chewie first got with Han was yes. that he saved his life and owes him a life debt? So That's does BK right. now owe Boba Fett a Wookie life debt? And is that gonna? And does he? Does Boba Fett just know that? And he's like, you can go off. That's fine because he knows that life debt's coming back. Right. So that was something that was alluded to in the original trilogy, never really explained that we then saw in the Han Solo Solo. standalone movie, Yeah, which we also found out about the Pike syndicate in the solo movie and spice from Kessel and yada, yada, yada. So also in like clone wars and stuff too. Clone wars. Yeah. Heavily in clone wars. So yes, I assume Fett would know about this. He sends BK off because I think he's more interested at this point in the Rancor gift that the Huts just said. Sorry, we tried to kill you. Take this Rancor. Also, BK can be yours. Pretty rad. Um, But when you're trying to build up your roster, it really seems like he just let like the number four hitter in the baseball lineup, the power hitter just just walked. Yeah, Like you've got your top lieutenant in Fennec. That's your trusted like advisor that you can go to but this he's got his gamorian guards you yeah. know which are some i would say some good street level bodyguards yeah. but this was his enforcer you got vladdy guerrero jr sitting here buddy why are just you gonna there. let him walk for nothing sign the just, contract just sign the contract man extend that <laughs> extend that oh, baby yay, yay. at least to a 10 day come yeah. on now <laughs> hilarious so anyways yes oh, we're gonna man. get more bk like i'm sure 
if nothing that just the outrage from fans and i mean the love that is happening the comic like his first appearance in the comic books if we can get some you know really geeky on the comic book side yeah. that issue is like going up in value oh, on God, ebay yeah. Yeah. just because everyone's like oh my gosh like this is going to be an awesome character so i want to have that yeah um so anyway so yeah we'll we'll get more bk i'm sure yeah but mi- missed opportunity he recruits the street youth gang and not bk yeah. all right whatever but he had some hearts in his eyes mm. for that little cute little puppy rancor over there which we'll get we're going to get into now and then um and then we'll we'll finish off the episode with my thoughts with, on the big with, bad with with who is his promise to and where we can go from there yeah. i have a thought too and i'm wondering if it's the same so the baby rancor he we have a nice little scene where danny trejo explains um explains that uh oh he's got the blinders on because the first the first person that sees it bonds to which is a nice little callback to uh again jedi when that guy was so upset that his monster died yeah <laughs> that like it's his puppy it's his yeah. pet which i kind of always got when i watched when i watched it i was like oh it's like his his pet it's his buddy um yeah you know, so what that it you know is used to eat the enemies of jabba like okay yeah. like, it's still people your buddy. have people have guard dogs and yeah. you know and pets and of different kind all over you know throughout history and yeah and cinema like the starks dire wolves weren't exactly friendly to enemies yeah but you know okay. they were their pups so i'm glad you brought this up i'm glad you said starks because here is my thing <clears throat> i am getting a whole lot of game of thrones vibes coming now from I mean, we'll just mention real quick that Danny Trejo says the the witches on Dathomir used to ride rancors, which is a very, very fun Clone Wars poll of the Night Sisters. who, folks, if you don't know or haven't watched Clone Wars, Dathomir is the planet where Darth Maul is from. The the witches on Dathomir are the Night Sisters, and they are incredibly badass. Please go mm-hmm. watch Clone Wars if you haven't. Even just go find the episodes with Maul and... Um, that story arc. Mm. Oh crap! What's his brother's name? Savage Opress. Savage Savage Opress. Huh. Um, mm-hmm. Everything on Dathomir is awesome. So yes. getting a nice little call out to another Filoni verse thing of the witches on Dathomir was super fun. But then him saying, "I want to ride it." I I don't know about you. I am getting major Game of Thrones vibes, and I'm getting major uh, Danny vibes with how Fett is treating a lot of this stuff. If you think about it. So, oh, I like this. Going into the streets, freeing the slaves, helping the underprivileged, breaker of chains, pissing off the slave owners or the people who are taking advantage yep. of them, gonna get in trouble that way. But like collecting, people, going people around, following him out of respect, not fear. Now I'm gonna ride this monster <laughs> that hasn't been ridden for people in decades. And who are some of the people that have been kind of the bads up to now? An incestuous set of twins. Yeah. Very kind of getting some Lannistery vibes from the huts. Um Yeah, the rich I don't know, privilege. The rich privilege of the huts. And so I'm getting I don't know, it's it's I'm getting quite a few parallels like between Fett and uh and Danny right like now it. um which I'm not going to say no to cuz I love me some Game of Thrones. Nice. Um and okay and, this this 
parallel is going to continue mm-hmm. because the Pikes are not the White Walkers. Exactly. The Pikes could just be the Pikes from the island of Pike. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it could be the Greyjoys as like a there. I think I think they're an intermittent bad. I do not yes. think they are the ultimate bad who this planet has been promised to because yep. between episodes two and three, we got news that our girl Daenerys Targaryen, Amelia Clark is coming back into her role as Kira, which I said in our instant reaction from episode yep. one, the thing I really wanted was Kira to come back and Crimson Dawn to yep. be the big bad. That is yep. what I think is happening. I agree. I do not think it's this season. The Pikes will be the bad guys for this season, but this is all leading towards a Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and Kira all ending up in the same, like this is a universe building. We are going to get Crimson Dawn. And boy, does this make me happy. Absolutely, because Crimson Dawn like was such a cool organized, like this whole side of the Star Wars universe is so fun. And like, and like, let's be honest, the solo movie was fine. It was, yeah. it was a Star Wars movie. I'm not going to complain about it. Uh, it was fine. I thought the best part of it was um, our boy, uh, our boy Vision <laughs> as the bad guy um, leading Crimson Dawn and then Kira taking it over. And then that like quick little glimpse at the end of like who was running Crimson Dawn during Solo. A Darth Maul, hence Darth another Dathomir yes. um, thing. And it's like, is Crimson Dawn comes in and he's riding Rancors? Are we going to get the Witches of Dathomir and some Maul? St- like, we're probably not going to get Maul because he's long dead yeah. uh, in this timeline. Yes, um, but like, but do that's we fine. get? But do we get another Dathomir character? Do we get another character yeah. of the same race as Maul? Because I mean. Holy shit, he was the best part of Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah, by Got far. dispatched immediately, but thank God for Dave Filoni bringing him back in Clone Wars and Rebels. Like, his yeah. run in Rebels. So though, good. That, like, three ep- three to four episode run uh, of him and Rebels is just some yeah. of the best Star Wars storytelling ever. Yeah. Um, and well, so and all even of him, this is getting me so excited yeah. that we're going to well, get him more with of the dark, live action. Yeah, him with the Darksaber in Clone Wars on Mandalore. Yes. Was yeah, was he incredible. ran Mandalore for a while. Like, yeah. Ugh. And yeah, so him, like the crime family thing. So we're getting like the warring crime families, like the huts mm-hmm. are, of course, like super, super powerful in the, you know, in the gangster milieu that is this, the outer rim in Star Wars. But Crimson Dawn is sort of the sleeping giant that is always present, is always there. They've got members in every other crime syndicate who are feeding them intel. And it was said that they had been like, oh, Crimson Dawn's a thing of the past. It's been destroyed. No, no, no. Watch for the dawn. Yeah. Very Hydra. Oh, it's so good. It's very Hydra. I was was very excited when we got that announcement that Amelia Clark was coming back. I know I said this in... um, Anyways, in one of the times I was talking about that big War of the Bounty Hunter crossover comic event that ran, that just finished. So she alludes to the fact that she was trained by Darth Maul in how to fight. She goes 1v1 versus Vader 
with twin dark saber style um like tonfas mm. or like actually no nightwing style batons oh nice right Good but call. they're made of the dark the dark saber material and she mm. goes against vader and holds her own oh, for fun. a couple pages a but uh, yeah but, i mean it's <laughs> vader let's be honest yeah. um she as far as we know doesn't use the force um mm. the witches of dathomir do have some very awesome sorceress dark mm-hmm. side of the force ways so who knows but um getting her back into the universe as the head of this shadow collective is awesome yeah. pretty so, yeah. dope cool yeah. well all in all very exciting oh one thing so let's we'll the last thing we'll do is we'll pick some nits with this episode so after the rancor bit and I'm after gonna, the best part of the episode after the best part of the episode <laughs> it ends with him saying like okay let's go talk to the mayor again who has this planet been promised to and then we get one of the worst car chase scenes i think i've seen in a while um <sighs> with those fucking hover bikes um this was back to the future two hoverboard style cgi but not like, fun but not no yeah, not fun. Thought, that was fun this was like <sighs> They're going yeah. over boxes and it looks bad. It just it just didn't look great. And I know we're picking nets and I can't do it. So no, I, no, I have no, no. no idea how to do CGI, but no, um, no, no. it just it didn't look as good as no. other special effects from this world. No. And neither did so major major domo's like his speeder. hover speeder thing yeah. looked looked weird anyways yeah we're and yes we're picking nits yeah and, but the kids did but, nothing like they didn't they didn't use any of their cybernetic shit except for that one guy with his wonky eye wonk eye at the end where he was able to or he see. could have just used his regular eye to see that oh those are pikes it's not like he yeah. was needed his eye to like they weren't like in costume no and <laughs> he, was, he was literally right beside the big ship that landed yeah. Where they all walked off of. And I mean, now also that's a lot of pikes that were coming of off of that freighter. Yeah. So this is gonna be Fett's gonna need some numbers. Yeah. Or he's gonna need to ride a Rancor to offset said numbers. Either way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I know looking, from the I know from the trailer there is well, a scene. I didn't watch it, I, so let me oh, know. Yeah, watch it. No, I haven't watched the trailer for four yet, so let me know. Oh, no, 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 just the overall trailer for the season. Oh there's there is a scene with him at like you know a very godfather two table <laughs> let's oh, okay. all have dinner or you know um dark knight returns with all the crime family sitting there when the joker first shows up nice. but the whole like how are we going to deal with this problem and it's like him holding court with like the trandoshans and all the other crime people of like hey we need to come to an agreement and that's going to be the these nice. fucking pikes are going to take over everything we got to band together yeah. so I'm one thing that I'm hoping on that is I really hope that if the Trandoshans come on board, we get to see our <gasps> big daddy Bosk. Get Bosk. I want if we Bosk can get a back. Scene, good. Okay. Now I'm just thinking if we can get a scene of Boba Fett riding a Rancor with BK and Bosk and even maybe and Fennec Dengar? And, like, and Dangar flanked, if we could get like the Avengers of the bounty hunters. Oh my all, God. And like, Give me, I mean, IG-88 is probably not there, but give us another one of those IG battle droids because oh, so, oh, so good. It would be so fun getting the yeah. and Avengers, Avengers assemble of, <laughs> yeah, moment of all the bounty hunters. That would be real dope. Um, do you think one last thing and then we'll 
we'll wrap. Um, do you think we'll get an, anyone else from Mandalorian showing up at all? Like I was really hoping that this season, I was hoping someone who was going to come and help him out that we were going to be getting uh, Bill Burr's character or, um, or like, anybody else from, yeah. from Mando. So we did get that one and it was super fast. So, yeah. and I and I can't remember the character's name right now. So if you have it, let me know. But the woman who fix up um, yeah. Mando's ship yeah. walks in the background with her little, those little droids that uh, the pop-up droids. Yeah. So you see her walk past in the background, which I thought that was, again, in the, that was in the flashback sequence too, when he was going to see the Pikes. Yeah. He's riding his Bantha. But yeah, I, I thought that was a nice little tie-in, nice little so Easter eggy tie-in. Yeah, liked that. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know if we get anyone else from Mando. It I think we get her. I, I think she'll show up because we'll at some point, like he's gonna need like he's gonna need some gear. Oh right. There is another scene in the trailer where he gets slave one. Well, I should I mean so. he has it. He has it, right? Because he has it in Mandalorian. Does he not? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's got okay. well it's slave two. Two. Um, you know, to you know, just to make sure that we don't get called out on the internet. <laughs> Good call. Um but so yeah, he does have it because it's Mando's ship that gets uh blown up. Yeah. So he's got slave two, which is would have been how he gets to Tatooine. Um gets to Tatooine. Okay. So, so I'm sure he'll get that again. That's somewhere. And if you were I bet you take I on, bet you it's with her. So yeah, maybe it's getting kitted out right now. Yeah, but getting some after some aftermarket <laughs> additions. <laughs> some NOS. Yeah, a little NOS in there. <laughs> That's fun. Cool. Well, um yeah. very fun. We're three episodes in. I'm very excited to see where this goes. Yeah. Um I hope we get some longer episodes. Um I'm are you now I'm now more invested in the present timeline than the past. Uh, previously, the previous two episodes, I was kind of more interested in the whole Tuscan storyline, but yeah. they kind of wrap that up pretty quick. So yeah, that was I'll be done. interested to see what else they do with that because... Yeah, I, I really am hoping that we get like a member of his inner circle can be a Tuscan. That'd be... Like bring that right. warrior lady. Yeah. Like Which I mean, again, again is it if it's, if it's not Fennec, bring her yeah. in. If there's or, a like, way to do that, that would be awesome. Because his training, like it was so pivotal, like episode two, that yeah. whole training montage where he's learning how to use the gaffy stick, where he goes and like takes the branch off the tree and then all that time that is spent like crafting it and which I loved that scene that that had a very, I mean, there's the make your own lightsaber, like for the mm -hmm. Jedi, but this felt much more like getting the pieces to make your own samurai sword. <laughs> right like this right. this had that sort of a feel where he's going to the weapon the weapon master right. with the raw materials and like just seeing how it was put together and how they made it and i never really got in the originals that there was a blade on the bottom of the gaffy stick right like i always thought it was just more of a blunt like a blunt yeah. instrument melee style right i didn't realize there was a spear on the one end so that was that was great so I want that to be paid off a little bit more mm -hmm. in the present timeline because you're right. I'm not sure how many more flashbacks we're going to get. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially not with obviously with that group of um, Tuscan Raiders, not that there aren't yeah. more on Tatooine, no, tons. but, but still. Tons. 
Yeah, I, I think I think we'll probably get a sequence too. Like if there is a big war that breaks out with the Pikes, where all of a sudden he like, oh, you think this is all we've got, and then all of a sudden Tuscans show up, a la the Riders of Rohan from Helm's Deep, just showing yeah. up in the distance, and all of a sudden you're like, oh shit! Yeah. Oh, just <laughs> out of the sand, right? Like just popping up yeah. out of the sand, like on Arrakis, yeah. which is what the Dune Sea is called for. It's meant sorry not crate on dragon rackus um bring on a dune. Crate dragon back into it oh, oh like the other in the movie the dune, other oh we got right, the right, fremen sorry. popping up out of the sand like that's what yeah, the yeah, dune yeah. sea's named after thanks frank herbert yeah george, um, or george stole it and that's fine sure did borrowed um <laughs> influenced by uh the yeah. Uh, yeah the other character that i was thinking we were maybe getting was timothy oliphant the guy who was wearing boba's armor oh, yeah that like cowboy dude <laughs> Yeah. see if we maybe maybe get him back as well um because again be, it's the, like, right and it's the whole him paralleling with with danny targaryen the like getting all of the the common people on on board and it's like and the other it's like the tuscans are like the dothraki they're like the the more primitive but like i'm in massive numbers they're you know yeah use them against the people with the technology and then you're going to bring in all these other people so um yeah so it's just going to be this massive collection of all these various groups and armies to fight. Uh, hopefully fight Crimson Dawn. Well, and eventually, yeah, hopefully Crimson Dawn. Yeah. Groovy. Nice. Um, any other love, nerd? Love Boba Fett. Yeah, it's really great. Um, anything else you want to touch on? Like any other nerd newsy type stuff that you've heard? I've got one um, thing. I've got one thing. So You go. Okay. My one thing, and this is because, you know, normally we're talking, we're talking whiskey comics. We're collectors, you know, people who listen to this, it's a collectible thing. Whiskey's collectible. Comics are collectible. Um, there was a single page of comic book art from Secret Wars drawn by Mike Zack, which is a book that was released in like 1985. Um, I believe it's 85. Um, but this is the first appearance of the black Spider-Man suit, which then becomes yes. the symbiote and venom. So a single page from that book just went at auction for $3.36 million this week, which is absolutely Ooh. bananas crazy to me. Um, what people are paying for things right now. Yeah. Look what happens when people can't travel and go on oh, vacation. Shit. Uh, <laughs> Not that I mean, yeah. that's a heck of a vacation. Oof. Now, so I was comparing this because there was also a first appearance of Superman, um, like the right. actual comic the that comic also book. went at auction this past <laughs> week. So it was graded CGC six. So this is yeah. a 1932 action comics. Yeah. Um, what was the, the close? The absolute yeah. holy grail of comic books. Yes. This is like, the number one comic to get. Yeah. Yeah. This is the Michael Jordan rookie card. This is the Honus Wagner baseball yeah. card. Like this is the thing in comics. So it sold for, what was it? Two point. Well, that was just at the time that auction hadn't closed yet. Okay. It was just a, it was just the, what the bid was. That was at. the bid. Okay. So I mean, action comics, number one, let me see if it's already, if see if you can find it. So what I was, what I wanted to say was I would have thought the first appearance, like action comics first appearance of Superman would have been way more expensive than an original piece of art of black Spidey suit. But that page is a one of one. 
Like this is yes. the original art. This is not the comic. This is not a page out of a comic book. This is Mike Zek's original sketch rendering of that page. So but here again, you go. Here you go. So this is, I just did a search um, through heritage auctions with the most expensive sales yeah. of all time. So they're, they're all in this. So we can just hit this. So okay. the very, the most expensive thing that has ever sold at a heritage auction was a Frank, Frank Frazetta painting, uh, the Egyptian queen. So this is like in the collector world, this is very well known, but it sold for yeah. $5.4 million a couple years ago. Okay. There was this last year in September, an amazing fantasy 15 first appearance of Spider-Man graded a 9.6, which wow. is bananas sold for 3.6 million in September. <laughs> the third most expensive thing on heritage is this page, this Mike Zek page in the black Spidey suit, $3.36 million. The action comics number one at a 6.0 sold the same day as that Mike Zek page for 3.1 million. Okay. And then the next one, which sold the next day on Heritage, is a Batman number one. Not Detective Comics 27, which is the first appearance of Batman. Just oh. the first Batman solo book um, at a 9.4 sold for 2.2. I mean, these grades, like a 9.4 and a 9.6 for those those books that are that old. It's insane. That's in, like That has been... 1940 is that Batman, that Batman book? Yeah, like out. that has been sealed and kept yeah. so, so well to get a grade like that. Yeah. So last year, two years ago, there was a Detective Comics 27. So 1939, first appearance of Batman, graded at a seven, which sold per 1.5, which is a steal. Because I bet you that guy could flip that for three for three million right now yeah so which is crazy that when you said like Whew. you know this sold for three point whatever i'm like okay yeah yeah that that makes sense sure yeah <laughs> like this is so this insane. Is wild this wild the, amount of money but like, they, they, just they truly so are strange well they truly are investment pieces now right like this has gone beyond like collecting and having yeah. like having these cool things like the past decade has just seen an explosion in the actual perceived value yeah. of things in the comic geek realm yeah. right and it does seem like there, there has been a bit of a not a backlash but like there has been a, a move of like countering the whole cryptocurrency thing of like people i mean people are still buying nfts for hilarious amount of money we can do it maybe we'll do a whole episode on collectibles yeah. um because we've got some like, stories ourselves yeah <laughs> but nfts but, but nfts and how much money we've been able to money quote unquote we've been able yeah, to make quote gems um but like it seems that like the whole crypto boom happened a lot of people made a lot of money but now there's like a lot of people who are sinking money into physical assets again yeah yeah which and like the collectible world has been a major like the Huge. card industry is coming anyway well let's do yeah. a whole episode on collectibles because yeah. we could talk forever yeah. and it's oh, supposed to be boba fett i just wanted to hit that nerd news moment because i just thought that that auction with that piece of yeah. artwork was that's awesome crazy love it Absolutely love to crazy. see it um all right folks well that's gonna wrap it uh we'll be back with finally now that we're feeling better we're finally gonna hit up part two of our um yes secret our invasion. last pairing <laughs> secret invasion and uh the macaronis that pairing so we will hit our um secret invasion um do you want to do one of these reaction pods the eternals which finally dropped on disney plus and i haven't watched it yet well that was going to be my news i started it last night 
oh. and watched about 35 minutes and went, eh. damn, and yeah, went to something else okay. <laughs> and went and played video games. So right, maybe we'll skip it. Anyways, I, we'll watch it I'll at watch some it. point and we'll give yeah, a five minute, it. five minutes about it at some point. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Because, yeah, we've got some other other stuff to do, but keep coming back, folks. Keep, you know, subscribe to the channel. Tell your friends. Go head on over to our YouTube for more of our whiskey content. Um, the majority of the whiskey content is going to be living there in video form with reviews. We will still be posting the audio for the folks that are hardcore podcast listeners. We thank you for that. But uh, keep coming back. We're going to be doing more of these kind of instant reaction things. Um, we're going to try and get the Boba Fett one up quicker next week. Um so keep coming back. I don't know. Follow us on Instagram at the Whiskey Geeks. Whiskey has an E in it. Um, Shoot us an know. email with your thoughts. The Whiskey Geeks at gmail.com. Yeah. And we'll yeah, answer really, them on the show. It'll be fun. That'd be great. We could do a mailbag. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, make sure you're checking out some of the other fun podcasts that we're friends with on this little Murdoch podcast network thing that we're starting up. So there's yeah. you know, Orbax and Pepper do a podcast. Uh, there's haunted, just haunted house things talking about haunted houses. Uh, that's Lost really fun. In, yeah. Lost in Dramslation who are whiskey buddies from the park whiskey society out yeah. West. Check out their show. Influential barbecue is a really fun one too. It's my buddy Jordan. Um, so he started like a barbecue Instagram page and now he's interviewing other people who have actually made a career out of just being barbecue influencers. And he talks about how did they start their career as influencers uh, so it's not just talking about smoked meats, but it's like career building kind of stuff. It's super fun. Yeah. So go and check all of those out, folks. And uh, I don't know, drink some good whiskey. Absolutely. I feel like yeah. I need to, I don't know, like I'm thinking maybe a like black bottle, little blend black bottle that mm. I might uh, snort into at the moment just to nice. pay tribute to the black robe Tuscan Raiders. Oh, I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, I was gonna. I was trying to think of something to to pour for this, but I mean, it's the middle of the day, and I didn't really want to start day drinking before playoff football because I'm probably pouring a bunch of whiskey later for that. Yeah. Um, I finally started tucking into my Lechig Ten. Mm, uh, good bottle. It's, it's really nice. So I might I might hit some might hit some peat. But anyway, that's right. us for today. <laughs> <laughs> Our quick uh, instant reaction. Uh, so for Alex <laughs> from the Whiskey Geeks. Uh, and this is Tim. So thanks, everybody, and make sure you keep coming back. And Alex, what do we say? Scotch and stories. They were meant for each other. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Do you like haunted attractions and Halloween things? Do you like behind-the-scenes stories? Do you like listening to two girls go off on random, meandering tangents? Well, we've got the podcast for you. I'm Courtney. And I'm Brianne. And you can hear all those things on the Just Haunted House Things podcast. podcast.